Alright everybody, this is Victor. And I'm Nick. And this is Megasheen, your geeky space. All things blurty, gay, queer, crazy, what have you. <laughs> what is going on? Well, a lot of stuff going on. How are you today? What's going on with you? Chad, I'm uh, looking into this, all this uh, Michael Cohen shit. Ooh, that stuff is juicy and funny. Because if you look at some of his emails he was posting back in the day, especially about Hillary and about how she gonna get arrested, it's like, mm. but you, sir, <laughs> that's what it's basically saying, but you. It's very interesting. It is, it, it is. Because like, okay, so everybody was like, a lot of people are thinking that, um, oh, this has something to do with Mueller investigation. I'm like, well, no, it doesn't, because if you look at all the details, mm-hmm. Mueller only referred them to do this FBI raid on his uh, his office and his house. Yeah. And you don't normally necessarily do, the FBI doesn't normally necessarily do a raid unless they have some kind of probable cause to do that. Yes. And they had to go before a judge to tell them that they have some kind of cause to do such a raid, such a raid. Right. So it's just going to be very interesting how this all plays out. And then what's been funny is, is seeing Trump, how he's been responding to it. I'm like, girl, you're going to have to just understand that this is not a witch hunt. They just can just magically pop up and just do stuff. This was like, as you were saying, they had to get permissions and warrants and everything for this. So, they had something to do this. So that's what right. what we really need to know is what is that something? That's what I want to know. So you know, that's going to come out too. And Michael Cohen, I feel like he's that type of person who's going to probably cave. Cause no, cause, oh yeah, he's, he's weak sauce. Because quiet as a kelp, I ain't going, unless you my man, I'm not going to jail. And maybe even to that, I'm not going to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to prison. I'm like, mm, mm-mm, no. We'll cut a deal. And Mueller... <laughs> This is only Tuesday. Right. And then he's talking, and then, um, you know, he talked about firing him. I was like, again, if you are innocent, you would want everything to play out. So, therefore, you will be able to hear what happens next. And besides, he can't actually do that. Trump cannot fire Mueller. Yes. He can't go up to him and say, like, you don't have a job anymore. He would actually have to have somebody. He would have to have uh, Rosenstein let Mueller go. Mm-hmm. So and then it wouldn't make sense for Rosenstein to sign off on these type of things and then all of a sudden let Mueller go. True. And, he and should... even if he did do that, even if there was some way that Mueller was no longer on this special counsel, the special counsel investigation would still go more. Yes. And he should, he should, he should want this to go through just so he can, because, you know, if you want to feel like I'm super innocent, let it go through and then you can brag after it's been done and they don't find out. But if you're going to try to stop it, you're just going to look more guilty. And this is just almost mirroring everything that happened to Nixon. So I just feel like who's ever in his camp, they need to be. I think this is like much even worse than what happened to Nixon. But I'm just like, who? you have anybody on your side who's really looking out for you to be like, dude, and maybe he does, but maybe somebody should be like, you need to just, you can vent, 
but you can't do you can't touch them you can't say nothing just just let it be and if you get caught you get caught history is going to show how this went down and so i hope that he understands what that is and understand what <laughs> basically how this is going to really shun the family i think i said it here or whatever but they the trumps are not going to bounce back for this they are i believe personally done after he's done with office like there's no way he will have a strong business after this how can you have a strong business when you have all these bankruptcies <laughs> right and then the, and you and i feel like and you know the the thing is he got some of these uh he got some of the tax stuff i think that's going to be a lead in to get more of that tax information out there too because they already got some of those tax records so you know it's just like you know if you if he would if he just would have released all that stuff back in the beginning we would not be who knows where we would have been at but i feel like now it's just gonna be just on top of more mess on top of more mess so but you know what i'm here for it all so i'm perched with rachel well, maddow i think, watching I think one of the, the biggest things that trump he didn't want those tax returns released because it would show that he's a pauper in Prince clothing. True. And what's more, what's worse than somebody that is egotistical like that to mm -hmm. show that you ain't really got nothing? True. And they're probably going to show where some money came because, you know, they already got what they've been. They already. It's just like you can't outsmart these people. And Mo would just be sitting chilling like, okay, well, we already got this. It's like, again, we don't even know what this man got. This man can have everything already. He's just sitting around just. You know, dropping, it's like he's playing Uno. He's dropping draw two. Like when you least expect it, he's like, draw four. Like he's doing stuff like that every five seconds. So I'm just like, Lord. And it's funny because they, they said, why don't this hurry up? I'm like, a good case and a, and a good, you know, a good case like this, you can't rush. They have to take their time to get all the information right. <laughs> why is it taking so long? I'm like, come on, y'all, please. <laughs> Oh so my. that's enough of politics. Yeah. So let's get into some Aunt May's tea. Oh, Lord. Well, this is kind of hard because... So we got we, we heard some stuff about Stan Lee that's been kind of scary. But apparently, you know, he's going through a lot where it's considered elder abuse and people taking advantage of his money. And um, it's just a lot. So how do, how do we get into the story? Wow. Uh <laughs> Well, let's, well, there was a, a report. I, I forgot which con it was. Was mm -hmm. it Silicon? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what con was, but yeah. a lot of people were talking about how frail Stanley looked. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, before this con had occurred, he was uh, had a bout with pneumonia and was in the hospital. Yeah. And prior to that, he had lost his wife. And they were married like at least 70 years, so... All of that um, fatigue and sickness on the body could do some damage. But now there's talks of people getting close to him and using him. Um, there was a check for, I don't know, some odd amount, like $300,000 that mm -hmm. had went missing. There was... At, at least 1.4 million that has a um, screw up in a wire transfer. It it was just yeah. It's so messy. There's also a purchase 
of, uh, of speaking of that missing money, then one of his somewhat lawyers or someone named um, Jerry Alvarez, a former business associate of his daughter's per se, um, came up, has a new home and a condo in West Hollywood by $850,000. And that just kind of happened within the time of this whole mysterious money being missing. And this man don't make that type of money to be to be honest with you to be purchasing homes like this, and then all of a sudden we were hearing about how like well he there's some there was understanding since he was overseeing kind of the estate after his wife died of Joan, and so therefore it's this issue of these people probably you know taking advantage of him not really knowing well and his daughter's trying to I guess get a handle on it but it's just so big and these reports a lot of this is coming from. Um, the Daily Beast, as well as Hollywood Reporter, it's just really, it's scary because it, 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 the fear is, and I can't remember what, what the, the, the writer's name, but he was saying that there's the fear that this man could be penniless within a year or so. Right. And I'm just like, wow, it's, somebody needs to step in and, and, and see what's going on. It has to be some type of investigation. I hope his daughter, um, his daughter's name is CJ, um, Joan Celia, uh, hopefully, you know, Somebody will step in and look at what's happening here because the man that I mentioned before, Alvarez, if you kind of go look at his website, he has a website. He just looks kind of, he looks snaky. It, it, this whole thing is just, it's just sad. Like it was hard for me to read it because I was just like, oh my God, what's happening? But I can see how someone will take advantage of him because, you know, he's an older man. I mean, Stan Lee is. He's like 90 something. Yeah. 90. I want to say I'm not sure if he has a proper group overseeing his estate and when these things you know things kind of went south when his wife died and then you know he was having he was being sick as you mentioned before I feel like you know of course he's going to turn to people he think he can trust and these people are going to do what they can but I'm glad that this investigation has happened well you know and from from a reporter standpoint it's happening because now it's going to make us do some questioning about who are these people involved and everything it's almost like how you know all of a sudden when you know stories start coming out about stormy daniels all of a sudden you know now we are where we are when it comes to that hopefully this will do the same thing where people start investigating and looking and hopefully you know save this man's fortune because my god this is a mess yeah somebody who brought you all these comic book heroes and comic book stories is now like almost on the verge of being penniless yeah it just seems like we're just not going in a good direction with this so hopefully hopefully will somebody will step in and really help out stanley because i don't want to i don't want this to end up as another sad story for him he's lost enough with his wife let's not go any further exactly Let's see. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but um, the Fantastic Four is returning in the comics. So if y'all are fans of them, they're coming back. Their kids will be older. <laughs> so Valeria and um, Franklin will be a little bit older than normal. Um, I never really got into those comics that much, only because of Agatha Harkness, because I love Agatha Harkness. She was, she's the witch um and the and and the governess i love that word the governess of franklin so she if she's in it i'm in it um but they're coming back so uh for those who are fans of that comic be looking out soon they will be back <laughs> they will be back yeah i, I don't i don't read those <laughs> <laughs> they will be back um let's see what else do we have we have some messiness 
We have some mess in this yeah. all around. What do you want to start? You want to start with the drag race and messy or <laughs> the gym shame and messy? Let's go with the drag race because that that is Lord. Okay. So drag race. The mini challenge well the the main challenge of them, they were split into up into three teams. Um, Monet, what Monet, Monique, and Blair were team captains, mm-hmm. and they had to do a, a, a little skit about this app that they're revealing. Uh, the apps were uh, Madam Butterface, Fibster, and End of Days. So um, Monet had Madam Butterface, Monique had Fibster, and Blair had End of Days. And it was a cute little concept. They had to describe what the app was and kind of make it funny. Mm-hmm. Once we, they picked all their teams, uh, Aquaria shot at uh, Vixen saying, "Your best, what you represented last week, if last week was your best drag, you borrowed that wig, the red wig where she had all the flames, <laughs> and that wasn't your best drag if it was somebody else's. Now, no one Vixen. And knowing how she doesn't, she's ready to fight at a moment's notice. <laughs> she got up uh, into Aquaria. And so they had a little tiff tat, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so they uh, got saved when there was a spider on somebody's gown. And so they went away. And then they went back at it. And, you know, Vixen was like, look, if. Aquaria has mentioned, oh, we, I can see that uh, runway looks are not being judged. And then uh, uh, Vixen came back with, okay, so if that's the case, then why are you even worried about the wig that I brought? That should be irrelevant to the conversation. Yeah. If uh, runway looks are not being judged, right? Why don't you make valid points? And again, why would you start with somebody that says, if I, if you come for me, then I'm a, I'm a nick, nick and come back t- with you two times fold. <laughs> so anyway that's like a um, spell <laughs> also when this was going on Dusty uh, Dusty Ray Bottoms and Blair St. Clair they were talking about how religious they grew up in religious homes Blair said that her, her uh, family is very supportive of it versus Dusty where her family is not and she went through conversion camps she uh, said that she had uh, prayer war- warriors trying to tell her that uh, basically praying and telling her to get this gay demon out and it, it was, her story was very it was very traumatic to hear and it's sadly enough not uncommon especially in these bible belt states where yeah. gay conversion therapy is not uh, illegal yeah so the um, the runway looks were feathers, and my top runway looks were a Monique. Monique reminded me of Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Michaels reminded me of uh, Charlize Theron and Snowman, and Snow White and Huntsman. Yeah, ooh, that was some good looks too. She, she wasn't was, that though. I know because uh, Charlize was doing it in that movie. When she, I mean, she should have killed Snow White in like the first five minutes, and that should have been the movie. But that's just me. Yeah. And uh, Asia and her Tweety Bird, which was it was cute. It was like a 
Courtney Love, one of the the guests, the special guests, she said it was like a Massimo or a Moschino, mm-hmm. uh, one of those pop art type uh, fashion shows. Okay. Or okay. fashion uh, creator. Yeah. So the challenge winner ended up being Asia, and Mayhem and Yuha uh, ended up in the bottom two. Uh, they did. Uh, they lip synced to "Celebrity Hole." Yeah. Or, well, no, "Celebrity Skin" by Hole. Well, yeah. And uh, Yua went home, which was like good because I thought she was out of her league. Yeah. Um. Now, <laughs> the real tea came in untucked. So, uh, Miss Cracker. Oh no, Monique said to Vixen and Aquaria. Okay, now y'all sisters, can y'all please get along? Mm-hmm. Vixen was like, look, I was cool. She started with me. Now, if you start something, you better be damn well be ready to finish it. Yep. So they went back and forth saying, um, don't, if you would shut up, don't do not bother me and I wouldn't have to say anything to you. And they went back to the wig and whatnot. And then somebody else <laughs> chimed in saying, oh, well, you've never been, Dusty was chimed in saying, you've never really been a friend of me. You've been standoffish. Monique chimed in saying, some of your jokes read as something else. You know, it's okay if we're, you know, kicking and throwing shade and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. But sometimes a joke can be, can cut a certain way yeah and you know that the, that joke is not lighthearted. like uh for example if me and you were kicking it up and throwing shade and mm-hmm. you and, and i had like a, a eating disorder or a recovery from an eating disorder yeah. and you said something about that then mm-hmm. that turns the whole conversation into something else yeah and yeah. so aquaria ends up crying oh, Lord, no. you know she did the the stereotypical white girl cry <laughs> and vixen called this out she's like no that that's bullshit right there because what you are doing is playing the victim right now and making it assume that because you're crying then i'm the stereotypical uh angry black bitch mm-hmm. which is right because there's often so many times whether it be in drag whether it be in the workplace whether it be in just around our friends that black people are classified if we assert ourselves in a certain way, then we're already the angry black person. Mm-hmm. I've had it done many a times at work. Mm-hmm. I, I could tell you this story that when I was working at a call center, one of the girls had popped off at the mouth. And I said, what did you say? And then I said it again. And then all of a sudden she burst into tears. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I just asked you what you said. You didn't need to burst into tears. Feeling guilty. Exactly, feeling guilty. But already I'm painted as the angry black man mm-hmm. or versus the, the black woman who, let's say she's in a board meeting and she uh, voices her opinion mm-hmm. and it goes against the grain. And now she's known as the finger-waving, uh, head-bopping, sassy black bitch i mean we saw it hell you saw it in girlfriends remember that episode yeah yeah so this portrayal of black people 
when they tell you that they are a certain way and if you come at them funny, then they're going to come back at you. We're already painted as the victim. Or mm-hmm. We're already painted as the aggressor and then you're already painted as the victim. Yeah. So that kind of shit, like, it is so rampant and it's not just, like I said, it's not just in drag. It's in every facet of our society. Yeah. So, um, there was also a comment that Miss Cracker said to Vixen. She's like, oh, in the future, could you, like, tone it down a bit? And that also rubbed me the wrong way. That's also like saying, oh, um, because you know how black folks get when we cutting up and laughing. You know, we can get loud. Mm-hmm. That's just like, that's how we do. Mm-hmm. And that's like somebody saying, oh, could y'all stop being too black or stop being <laughs> so hood or ghetto. Yeah. That's what that came across as. And I'm not for that type of police and bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I think that was very they needed to have this conversation and it needed to be unedited because had it not been in this untucked, then people would have already said that, Oh, Vixen's being a bully. Vixen's being a bitch. Vixen's being uh, angry at the wrong reasons at all the time because Aquaria was just trying to say that her best drag wasn't her, wasn't her drag. Well, no, they needed to see the full story. And still, Vixen, I saw another article that Vixen is still getting death threats saying mm-hmm. that she all this type of bullshit. And I'm like, see, this is the reason why some of you motherfuckers are so damn annoying when it comes to drag race. You oh. all take all the fun out of it. And mind you, you ain't been in nobody's heels. You ain't been in nobody's stage. You ain't been in nobody's pageants. You ain't been in nobody's uh, eyebrows or eyelashes or no contour or no highlights. But yet you want to judge these people when they get up on the national television and saying that you can do it better. Well, mm-hmm. bitch, if you did that, we'll get up on the stage then. Oh, you would be there. You would have been there. Right. If you if you was about something, you would already been there. Oh, people would have known about you. See, I, I wish there was a way that, you know, when people do these death threats, so you can find out who they are and then blast them on social media. Like, I wish there was an app for that to be like, oh, you want to talk big, so here you are. Here you Here's the person. You know, because I feel like a lot of these people are probably garbage anyway but at the same time they probably the ones who failed at it you know what i mean like they tried it nobody liked their little show they tried to do reba whatever nobody liked it they just mad and they just got stuff to say right don't be mad because you're a loser i know right come on now if you didn't make it so what don't hate on them it's a shame that it's even like that i mean this is a a death threat really right yes death threats for something that is not even that serious well they're not curing cancer (laughs) there are men and tights and dresses Mm -hmm. so let's cut the bullshit it's not like they saving the world by bedtime death threats so uh (laughs) exactly and also i like to point out that eureka is a shit starter It's either Eureka, it's either what was me or my knee or my injuries, yada, 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 or I'm a little, I'm a throw a little over here and stir the pot a little bit so Mm. I can get shit stirring. Mm. Like Sheree. Okay. I'm like, girl, you are not slick. I see, I see that. I saw that last season. And somebody needs to start calling these folks out too, so they probably, you know, hopefully they will do. I like when people get called out for it and like, you think you slick, but you got called. We know what you're trying to do. Right. I'm like, girl, it's... 
And she had that damn loaf on her head. I'm like, girl, right. can you she, like do something else with she, that? Is she like Mimi? I'm first because you know how Mimi I'm first was. She's just victim and <sighs> yeah, mess. Yeah, she does give me that kind of vibe. Lord, I used to be like, if you don't sit down, <laughs> get you some self business. I know. So that's why I couldn't be on that show. As just if I was on that show and I was just just to be in the. You know, in the illusions lounge, they don't do that party anymore, do they? In the illusions lounge, oh, right? They they uh, lost that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that sponsor no more. I know, and it's funny because I drive by that. When you go to West Hollywood, you drive by the you drive by it all the time. You can't help but to miss. You can't miss it basically. But um, if they had that, I would love to just sit back there and it's not really stir the pop. I'd be like Andy. You know how Andy is on the reunion shows. Uh-huh. That's why I'd be like that. Well, didn't you just say blah blah blah? And didn't you? Ask, when are you gonna do this? And what? Or how you gonna say that? Like that, that would be me. Cause I'd be like, but you just said the other week. <laughs> right. Like it's okay. Like I, I don't understand. You can ask questions, but yeah. don't try to. When what you can tell when somebody is trying to be shady mm-hmm. and stir the pot. Yeah. You already know, especially with us gays, we already know we are, when the girl's yeah. trying to get nasty and mm-hmm. trying to be catty. It's just like, girl, you don't have to do all this. True. And the reason why we know is because we do it too. So that's what we, we see it. <laughs> we see it because we sometimes plot it. If not, we plot it two days beforehand. We, we know it. We know it when we see it. Trust. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> this whole Vixen and Aquaria. Don't start something that you know you can't finish. Okay. And when somebody says, please leave me the hell alone, leave them the hell alone. And if they come for you after the, you to, they told you not to fuck with them, mm-hmm. then you can't be mad by any, at anybody except yourself. That's true. That's true. That's true. Folks need to be aware, because especially, you know, speaking of how we do things, because we do a lot. Uh, it, just keep in mind that when y'all do stuff, people is somebody's taking receipts every time you do something. And be ready when they about to read them all out to you so you will be reminded <laughs> of some of the foolishness you do. Always keep that in mind. I try to because I know I can do some, you know, we all capable of foolishness. So be careful because, and these girls know better though. If they know how to watch all these seasons, they need to be careful because when the reunion comes up, they should already know. <laughs> I like I had I remember one time somebody tried me. <laughs> uh well, one of the many times somebody tried me. Yeah. We was I was down at the bar. Yeah. And and they was trying to get into some whole race relations talk. And I was like, Look girl, this is a Friday night and I'm not trying to have this kind of deep ass <laughs> philosophical ass uh discussion with you. No. So let's just go in there and like have some drinks and he kept on ca- talking. So I was like, Okay, well now you wanted a nigga a nigga that came up here. So I was like, look, if we could do this, yeah. I know for, I guarantee you will win. Mm-hmm. Child, they had to get me back in the bar. I was like, Nick, let's go ahead and take a shot. Lord, well, you know, that that's happened to me where, but I was in the wrong, though. Because <laughs> I was trying to, I was, <laughs> I was trying to call somebody out for being, you know, in the streets too much. And somebody said, well, let's talk about when... But well, you remember when this happened? And I was like, you know what? I was like, well, this is not this is not the time to talk about me. We're not talking about that right now, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to. I had to. They was like, well, I'm just saying because you just, just my friend. You know, you always got your good friends who you think they don't remember, but they will do it and be like, 
Um, I remember when you said you were supposed to be somewhere. Turns out you was in your room with so and so. I was like, you, you know what? This is not about me today. We we own this situation, but then I had to own it. I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna own that, but I'm still gonna talk about you. So yes, I can be wrong, but I'm still gonna talk about you though. <laughs> so I was, I'm not gonna lie about that. I will be. I am that person. But yeah, but you know, I, I don't mind being tried. I, usually, I'm ready for it, um, but. <laughs> that at that time was my fault. I, well, not not my fault, but it was where I couldn't say too much because I had some bones too. So, <laughs> don't we all? I know. Leave it up to your friends, though. Well, let's get into. Um, yeah, that's the review of Drag Race. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's get into. Um, so there was this article. This article today. <laughs> Now, it made its way against all the little gay blogs today, but apparently this um, black gay man wanted us to know that hot shaming is wrong and we need to not do that to him. Now, he is, um, he has an Instagram, you know, most of these thoughts got Instagram accounts and them, you know, taking pictures of them with their shirt off or in a towel, or, you know, they got all new glasses, but they butt ass naked. He's one of those types. So he was saying that, you know, he doesn't like it that people are hot shaming him. Now, what is that? What is hot shaming? Hot shaming is when you're basically saying like, oh, you wouldn't date me. I mean, look at you. How, why would you pay attention to me? And they feel like they're being shamed. Okay. Now, sadly, some of us have done that some form in our life where we, we sometimes give these adulations to people who haven't really deserved it and we're acting like they're better than us because they have six-pack abs. Well, this guy was telling us that basically we are hot shaming him and we should not we should not be this rude to him because he wants to have somebody who is and as he says, um, you know, they take care of themselves and they're healthy. So, I read this foolishness Nick read this foolishness. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let Nick you 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 talk about how you feel about this. Cause... Okay, so this dude Dave Tyson, this personal trainer from Virginia. Like first he said, oh, he's a a submissive bottom, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm oh, like, okay, girl, okay, that's, that's your fine. intimate that's portrait. Fine. Ain't nobody painting that picture but you. <laughs> you said intimate portrait. <laughs> like, I know what it is. all that. <laughs> like we didn't even. <laughs> We just found out your name. You already telling us you're deep dark secrets. Like, girl, calm this ain't, down. This ain't therapy, <laughs> right? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, listen. I just wanted fries, cheese on my fries. That's all I needed. <laughs> I don't need to know where you was the night of the ATL. I, I saw that part of the article. I was like, first, I, I said, who asked? <laughs> who who asked about you being this? I was like, okay, you can be whatever you want to be. You can be a cocoon for all I want. I mean, I okay. So, we were just trying to find our way to San Jose. I know. Come out with all this. You come up with this. But he was goes on in the article. The little I don't know what what was it? It was post. an Instagram um, a post iOS review or whatever. He was saying, <laughs> oh. He's tired of giving, taking all the crap for uh, being a muscle queen. And he's saying, oh, there's too many prejudices towards me because I work out all mm. day. And the only one, I don't just want to find somebody that looks like me, that works out, that takes care of his body. Wah, wah, wah. I'm like, okay, girl. So I <laughs> don't have 
the gas mileage to go on this trip with you. So I'm just going to tell you like it is right now. Nobody is making any kind of prejudice towards you just because you work out. Number one. Number two, you are setting yourself up as saying that people who are not in a shape as you deem attractive, therefore it's not it's not attractive. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that fat people aren't, aren't attractive mm-hmm. or people who are not in shape are unattractive. Mm-hmm. And number three, girl, a lot of people take care of themselves. A lot of this is some people can't lose weight based on genetics, based on this, based on that. So for you to lump up and lump them in a uh, whole single category saying they're unhealthy, therefore they're unattractive is one of the reasons why we have as much bullshit in our community as we do. <laughs> and furthermore, you're not all that, to be honest. Yeah, let's just keep it real. Because, you know, I was looking. And, you know, yeah, you have a nice body. But, sir, no offense. But if I was walking down the street, I probably would just keep on walking. Granted, I live in Los Angeles. Everybody's trying to be cute. But I wouldn't be like, ooh, let me check you out. <laughs> it, it, I guess it, it's like. Go, go ahead. I'm like, it's. You're not that cute. You look dusty and your hair's uneven. Like, come on now. <laughs> I know. and But then it was just this whole thing about, you know, because they take care of themselves. Taking care of yourself is a whole lot deeper than just having a nice body. That means taking care of your mind, your heart, your spirit. You know, you making sure that you, you know, that your head is on right. You know, making sure that you got yourself together. Taking care of your bills. Taking care of your personal situations. That's what, to me, if you want to talk about somebody, you know, taking care of themselves. Someone who is oh, self-aware, self-esteem is on point. Um, know when they're wrong. Know when they're right. You know, accept the good and bad pieces of themselves. That is, to me... Um, you know, taking care of yourself just because you look healthy don't mean you healthy. And I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I chalked up from being, I guess he's young, but it's just interesting because he keeps saying he was, he's being bullied because of his looks. I was like, no, no, no offense, but when you think about it, a lot of these Instagram model ish boys, you know, some of y'all who do that and OnlyFans, no, knock, not knocking OnlyFans, but you know, some of y'all are, you know, looking for that attention. Some of y'all are insecure too. That's why you do this. Um, you want that praise and look at me, look at me, look at me. All I'm asking y'all to do is just acknowledge the fact that you have shallow acts, tendencies, all that stuff about you. And if you can do that and quit trying to, you know, find a way out and try to make up these excuses that everybody's after you and hating you, whatever, fine. I'd rather you just own up to the fact that you're being shallow. And when you do that, then I'm like, okay, then I, okay, you giving me a shallow moment. I get that. But don't try to dress it up as if you're feeling like, oh, I'm just being, I just want people to understand my journey. Like, okay, I get if you lost a lot of weight. But when you get to a point where now you up here taking shots you naked in the in the in the in auto zone and you sit up there at home depot with your pants down and all this and that but you you know just just admit you're just trying to get attention you know after reading this article and you know i didn't go on his i didn't go on his uh instagram account i just refused it just makes me realize that how 
you know, I'm kind of glad that social media wasn't really around when I was younger. Like when I was in college, I'm glad that we didn't really have all that. I'm, I'm kind of, because I feel like now what is happening is we're really seeing kind of the interesting, sad parts of our communities where they do this, they need this attention and they put themselves out there and all that stuff. Granted, yes, celebrate your body. I'm glad that you're celebrating it. But let's not get to a place where we're trying to sugarcoat it and play it off like, you know, you're not doing this for attention. I want you to own up to it, that you're doing it for attention. But also just be honest about what your intentions are and don't, just don't be making up terms. <laughs> just don't be hot shaming. He must have thought long and hard about that and on the bus to come up with this type of... And and I, I slightly feel bad because I've been looking at some of the article pieces and ain't nobody got nothing nice to say. So I feel like he just put himself out there to burn on the cross, like, or on the pole, like, a, what's her name, Joan of Arc. So it just looks like that he just set himself up for failure. Now, there was a good point that someone said that, you know, that people are probably looking at some of these guys with the nice bodies in a, in, in a mist of jealousy. Yes, that is true. I'm sure people are jealous. But at the same time, a lot of us are also aware that they're looking for attention and some of them are just shallow. So we can recognize all these pieces. Um, but at the same time, let's not, let's not get it all twisted, though. This is like, girl, okay. Next. Yeah, he's 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 getting all this negative feedback. Well, mostly he's talking about being a bottom, and then that's a whole another situation. We touched on that a little bit last week, but you know, again, we didn't ask about you coming out as a bottom. Do you need to come out as a bottom? Is that something that we have to do today? Is that? I, I, no, I'm like, it isn't. Why are we making a well, big? We can deal? cut that conversation right on off. <laughs> Because nobody comes out. You just come out like I'm coming out as gay and I take whatever I like, whatever I do. You know, you just do what you do. I don't know what. Oh, Lord have mercy. And then going to try to bring race into it. I'm like, okay, just. Oh, girl, put some lotion on. So, y'all, if, like, as we said, if you got a great body, flaunt it, do what you need to do. Just don't fool yourself at us trying to dress it up as something else. Just be real. I'm showing off. And that'd be okay. Some of we follow some of y'all on Instagram and Twitter because y'all showing off, but mostly because you honest about it. But don't sit up here and be like you trying to praise God while you. <laughs> right, I'm I'm trying to get my uh my praise on me while you in a drop trap in the uh in the audience with a tambourine. Right? Like what is going on? No, I mean I almost want to do like a bunch of posts of like those type of pictures that you see like. Look at my new glasses. Oh, I'm trying to, or, oh, I'm baking chicken. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you baking chicken? What you better ass naked? Yeah, like, with some boots. Oh, yeah, the ones like, oh, I just got new glasses. Or I'm a nerd in my Batman underwear. I'm like, okay, girl. Yeah, I'm reading comics and you naked. I'm like, okay, well. I'm like, first of all, them comics don't even have words on them. <laughs> and, that's, and that's cat in a hat while you're reading Whoa, I can't. It's just, you know. I'm like, please don't bullshit a bullshitter. I know. I mean, I get, again, I feel like you need to be at a, like a Lewis Tan type of level where you can do this thirst trap and we understand what you're doing because you also in the business too at the same time. You know, or you can be that person who is doing thirst trap when it's not a thirst trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. You're not really thirst trapping but i see it like oh i'm like practicing for like you know like how lewis does like i'm practicing 
you know, doing his, you know, fighting skills and action stuff. But he's, you know, sweaty and glistening and... Okay, let me just stop. But there's some substance behind yeah, it. Yeah, there's some substance behind it. But at the same time, he's like, mm, okay. You know. Or like M'Baku. Like, I, I forgot his name. Winston. When he's up, when he's like, yeah, I'm working out to be M'Baku. I'm like, okay, I see. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Or, you know, he's like, oh, I'm just sitting here reading a book. And he's not, he's wearing regular clothes, but those thighs are talking to us. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> stuff like that. But when y'all start doing all this obvious stuff and then try to dress it up, I'm like, okay. Enough. Enough. <laughs> oh, these gays. Well, they don't they don't they just tickle you sometimes? I just sometimes y'all just irritate the shit out of me. But, you know, <laughs> you I just... am easily irritated. I'm I'm easily so can't be entertained because y'all be doing the most. But I, you know what? Do what y'all need to do. But we gonna call it out when we see it. All right, anything else we got on Aunt tea today? I think that's it. Let's go ahead and it was light today. It was light today, but I think we got enough. So We had the diet to yell. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with our King Size Issue. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. All right, we are back and we're going to talk about our King Size issue. Kind of, you know... The comic book movies are everywhere they're coming out, but we realize that sometimes they are picking storylines, and sometimes you're like, ooh, and then sometimes you're just like, girl, all right. For example, you know, we look at um, Civil War. Civil War was basically different from the comic book version, but this the movie versions worked really well. Uh, however, we look at the storyline for Suicide Squad. <laughs> And we sit up here like, um, so who 12-year-old cousin sat down and put this together? So as we are looking at, you know, upcoming movies and what have you, we're going to kind of talk about the type of storylines or what we would like to see in the next um, series, next phases of the comic book movies. So we're just going to kind of throw out some ideas and throw out some stuff. And y'all let us know what you think when you hear this episode. So let's see. Let's let's talk about so the next X Men movie. Um, we know they're gonna talk. They well, allegedly they're gonna do the Dark Phoenix. But when Marvel comes, when Marvel gets a hold of it and, and probably you know retools them, what storyline you think they should focus on? I'm not sure what they could do with that. You think it's too you think it's too roughed up to kind of give us something special or um they might have to start completely over. Mm-hmm. Well, assuming where I think they might go as far as build bringing more characters into the MCU, mm-hmm. they would have to start from that way. Yeah. To bring in the X Men, yeah, and then from that point on, build their whole world and their whole um, movies. Yeah, because they can't. What they have now is just like nothing. 
a whole lot of that. <laughs> it is. Um, something that you said last week was kind of key, but you think about with the Infinity War, especially with the gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet with all those gems, there's a possibility that things can be restarted. So this can awaken mutants into the world because we kind of have a little bit of that with the Inhumans already there. But this could be, you know, we could, they're kind of easily forgotten <laughs> after that series. So they could be like, well, maybe they're not Inhumans, maybe they're mutants, maybe they originally are mutants. And so therefore, or you can make up something like, you know, Inhumans and humans got together and now we have mutants. Um, if they do bring them in, it, it, this could be like starting from the beginning. So you do have a maybe a Professor X looking for these new members, and maybe they have a mix of the old and the new, kind of like what they had in the in the late seventies and eighties, where you had Gene Scott, but then you had Storm, Wolverine, Colossus, and Nightcrawler. So you could start with Dex. I don't think they will start with the original five because they were all white, but I think they may start with well, let's jump into the nineteen seventy four version of the x-men where it's like here's my team that i've gotten together and i'm training them and i think we'll be okay with that um, or they can just go to the the gold version was it the gold or the blue uh version of the x-men the ones that was in the animated cartoon series um that was that's a mix of both because in the comics they were split so uh -huh. so that was a mix of both but if they went to that level then yes that's fine because it almost matches with Except for Rogue, but that kind of matches with a little bit of what they had in the early 80s. And see, then there's a, another uh, crossway because we know that Rogue took, didn't Rogue take uh, Miss Marvel's yeah. powers? Yeah. So there can be another mm. reference right there. Yeah. Yeah, because so, uh, they. Additionally, Rogue was a, a bad guy. She was with yeah. the, the Brotherhood yeah. until she came over to the actual uh, mutant. The, the, yeah. Well, the good guys. True, and since we will have um, we will have Captain Marvel in there, that could happen. Maybe temporarily she takes it, and it, you know what have you. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But if they do introduce the X Men, I, it's hard because they have so many great storylines. I wouldn't know where they could truly start. But I guess they could. I want them to not use Magneto, so I will almost want them to go to a route where they're doing like. Proteus, like somebody like really dangerous or something, you know, like there's Proteus or there's um, other, I'm trying to think of other storylines. Proteus, they can use Mastermind, they can use Arcade, they could, you know, use other characters. Uh, they, uh, Mr. Sinister, they can bring him in um, because Mr. Uh -huh. Sinister is like, okay, with these new mutants popping up everywhere and with him being a scientist and being damn near dangerous with how he liked to experiment on different things. This could be how he's introduced. Like, I want, he wants to experiment not only on mutants, but the aliens that were left over from the war. You know, when because think about it, in, in the Marvel movies, they are some of them. They were still picking up the alien technology and weapons and everything. What if he's been around? You know, you know, using the bodies for different things. That could be a way they could be introduced. But I think it'd be neat to have a different villain than Magneto. Magneto could come in later, but I'm kind of I'm kind of done with Magneto. Okay. Yeah, put Magneto on the shelf. Yeah, put him on the shelf for a while. Let's see. Um, we'll move on from them, and let's let's jump into DC Universe. So we have Wonder Woman two coming out, but what would be neat? What would be some fun things we would like to see with her? Uh, what do you think that would be a good storyline to play with 
in future Wonder Woman stories? I would like to see somehow maybe have a Hawk Girl uh, introduced. Because mm-hmm. I know that, well, I'm basing this off of the uh, animated uh, Justice League cartoon yeah. that Diana and Shaira had their differences. You know, Shaira was a rough and tough, like she was from the south side of Chicago mm-hmm. uh, type of broad. Um, Diana was more, you know, let's talk it out first. And then when we had to throw hands, she was ready to throw hands. Yeah. I would like to see that juxtaposition on screen. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, now this is when on down the line went, if DC gets their shit together. There was a um, an episode, well, no, not, not on the cartoon, but remember there was a storyline where uh, Flash had died. He got killed by Luthor. And then that made the everybody else go rogue. Oh, like the Flashpoint? Uh, yeah, I think. Was, was it Flashpoint? I think it was Flashpoint. Or something with yeah, that. The, I know in the cartoon it was like, um, it was a better world. Yeah. Because Luthor killed Flash and then everybody, you know, they were like, okay, so, you know, fuck this whole, this hand-holding humanity. We just yeah. gonna, they was basically uh, Joseph Stalin. Yeah. I would like to see that on a time in a movie because we've never seen the heroes we've never seen comic book heroes like that yeah or if we can see them in the dealing with their other the evil counterparts for example there's power woman the owl like the owl man um the the different type of they did a cartoon on that when we saw the different versions of them from a different um timeline and in some ways they kind of touched on that with the TV series that they have with Legends of Tomorrow, what have you. But it'll be neat if they could actually do a proper movie where they do meet those counterparts in a in a mirror world or not the mirror world, but it was more of a uh is a different dimension where they are right. a little bit different, but that would be kinda neat. Um, you know, I would we've talked about this before. I would love to see an introduction of Nubia in there to where as we've said before, you can bring her in as, you know, Ares you know, manipulated her because Ares was a big player in um, the recent movie. Could have, you know, to have have something done, have something to do with the fact that there was another one, another, you know, Diana or her twin or what have you, um, where you introduced that or introduced the Amazons who did leave the island and went to Egypt and Africa. That might be fun just because it will have Diana realize that her her home is not what she think it is. I always like storylines when it's like, you know, you think you left Paradise, but you didn't realize that Paradise was actually hell in a way of how they did their business and they kept all these secrets. So that could be fun too. I, I, I kind of like things that really challenge the character, which we've seen with Captain America. Because if you think about all those movies, he's been challenged to where he is, where he is now. Um, and so it'd be nice to see something where our heroes are challenged that way. Now they try to do that with Superman, where, you know, he started out Lone, like just all sad and everything else and now he's like no I want to live and be a better person but maybe it would have been better if he started out good you know all cheery and then have a moment where he felt like you know the troubles of the world is just too much and I need to figure out how to fix it like that to where we are learning more about the character versus what we <laughs> got with Man of Steel and all that other stuff so I would like to you know see more of either when they do the next Superman movie something to where we get to know more about him like he's not 
this this one he's not Eeyore anymore like to know what it is to be a hero and I don't care about Batman I think we have enough Batman I don't think we really need to go back and revisit him but it'd be neat to look at his damn origin story true but I think we can look into Catwoman like or Nightwing Catwoman could be another movie could be done on her because she has an interesting background that was never touched upon in any of the movies now I kind of liked the the uh, what's her name um the I can't think of her name that white woman um which one the one in Batman Returns yeah um Michelle Pfeiffer yeah I kind of like that because that was a something about that was neat and they messed it up in the separate Catwoman movie but I kind of liked how she was with the nine lives and uh, god I love her makeup and hair and that but I just liked that whole mythical thing about it and I wish they would have done that properly but, you know, I would like another Catwoman movie that talks about her, you know, her her street past when she was a prostitute, when she was out there stealing and, and doing things like that. Because I always thought, um, Solana, uh, I'm saying her name wrong. She's Gomorrah now. But I always thought that she would have been a great Catwoman because of, I think of Columbiana, that movie. And uh-huh. so I'm like, after seeing that, I was like, she would have been a good Catwoman if they would have cast her as a Catwoman. But... Um, I would just love to see a Catwoman movie that kind of gets back to her origins that came from Batman Year One, where she was more of a, you know, she was working the streets, she was taking care of Holly, um, she was stealing jewelry, all that good stuff. I would love to see that type of intro to her. I would like to see a, um, a Martian Manhunter origin story. Mm. Yeah. It would be really cool. Yeah. And it would fall in line, again, with the Justice League cartoon, how mm-hmm. he was brought to, what well, he made it to Earth. Yes. And how he got everybody together. Yeah. Instead of, like, the well, the way that they did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would also, and again, all of my stories are based on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So I would also like to see, um, there was one uh, episode where the villains, it was uh, Mr. Shade, Giganta, Killer Frost, um, oh gosh, uh, not Gorilla Grodd, but um, was it Gorilla Grodd? Anyway, yeah. the villains had this secret society group. Yeah. And Grodd had messed with everybody's, uh, the hero's mind to have them start having their tendencies, their resentment act out towards one another. Yeah. So I would like to see somehow that played out, not the full entire movie, mm-hmm. but something along those lines. I think that would be good to see how the heroes, how they fight amongst themselves, but at yeah. the end of the day are still together. Yeah. I would like to jump in on the new mutants. You know, I would like something that that introduce them a little bit differently than what they're trying to do with this movie, but introduce them to where in the original introduction of them, they kind of dealt with the Hellfire Club. I would kind of like to deal with, the, see a proper version of the Hellfire Club. Um, but kind of see it from like, we know there's a Hellfire Club, maybe where we see their team, because there's the Hellions who are the team counterparts um, of the Hellfire Club, something like that. And there was there was some great stories in the first twenty issues of the New Mutants where we saw Magic, um, Colossus' sister, 
um, dealing with, you know, her abilities and trying to figure out how to control those, but also seeing where um, Emma Frost manipulated um, the New Mutants. She was trying to make them the alien, the aliens, and so they had to fight to kind of save, mostly try to save Kitty because she was a prisoner of them. But it was interesting to see how they fought to, you know, against those different members. And so that would have been neat to kind of have, you know, those characters as well as that story. But I guess when it didn't comes... she lose? Didn't the Hellions die, or was, were they the Marauders that died? Wasn't um, there like a they, a storyline in which one of those groups had got murdered? Yep. Um, yes, the Hellions got murdered. They got murdered um, by um, Trevor Fritzroy. Fritzroy. Oh, Fitzroy. Yeah, oh. so he killed them. Um, the Marauders are actually clones. <laughs> so we learned that um, Mr. Sinister was, like, cloning the hell out of them. So some of them are, are alive and some of them are not. He just kept cloning them. Um, but, yeah, that that would have been neat just to see. Or the Mutant Massacre. That would be interesting to see. I wish that Marvel would have done more with their cartoon movies because mm-hmm. that would have been a good one to see the mutant mask going back to uh what you said about the new mutants mm-hmm. wasn't warlock one of the new mutants yes that would be a good way to introduce uh the phalanx and somehow this yeah. this kind of i don't want to say saga but this storyline of how he got free from them and then how the new mm-hmm. mutants had battled against the the phalanx. I think that would be it would be interesting to see something like that on yeah. screen because I don't think something to that nature has been either in a comic book movie or a horror movie or like sci-fi movie. Yeah. I don't remember something like that. And that can be easily done because you think about again we're dealing with a lot with Infinity War. Um, when you think about Guardians of the Galaxy and things that they come across, the phalanx the phalanx can already be in that mix or the fact that um warlock comes from his father magnus and all that that could you know be could be addressed after that after that so therefore yeah you can get that to where now warlock is on earth and then you know this stuff is happening um to where you're meeting the mutants and all that good stuff i mean i feel like now with the infinity war the, the mutants can be so easily brought into the story it would be really cool and really neat um, so yeah, right. that'll be fun to bring in Warlock because Warlock is an interesting character as well. Um, let's see, um, and it's interesting because you know you think about um, again we talk about the mutants and everything else. The new mutants will be they have so many good stories that we can just play with. The fact that they're using the demon bear, but they're using demon bear and not, not the greatest of ways. Is I'm just like I hope this. I don't want to see this movie come out. Um, and it may not with all the stuff they got to do with it, but you know, out of everything else, they have dealt with um, Viper and Summer Samurai. Um, they have dealt with the Shadow King, um, and that's a good storyline too. So if y'all ever get a chance, please read. Um, early, I can't remember the numbers. It's it's in the later twenties, um, but check it out where the Shadow King is really involved, where he. He possesses karma and turns her into a into a obese woman, but also because the Shadow King has a lot of good stories with Storm and that whole situation too. So um, I that would be neat to have the Shadow. I mean, right now the Shadow King is being played out in Legion, and if you're not watching Legion, it's a very interesting show. I will say that you have to, you can't like just 
have that all in the background. You have to watch it. <laughs> so you get like, okay, I guess I understand it. But they have a great way of introducing the Shadow King in that. This past week, on a I have to, I have to get on that because I've only watched one episode, yeah. and that was like the first in the first season. Yeah, so I need to get on now. Because this new season, they had a a psychic dance off. A girl, or what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You have to watch it to want to understand it. But again, you know, Shadow King will be a great storyline to put in some of these movies. It doesn't really, you know, he can he can be in any. He can deal with the Avengers. He can deal with Spider Man. You, know, you can have all. You can have him in anything. He's a very fascinating character. Um, Farouk is just a very fun character to get into. So. I would love to see that. I would like to see the team up of uh, speaking of MCU. I would like to see the team up of Hella and Thanos. And you, we might because in the Infinity Gauntlet, he's in love with Death, and mm-hmm. but Hella is the goddess of Death, so she could be in the mix. Because you know they're not telling us everything. About this movie. Oh, you know they're not, and I don't think she's dead. Yeah, I don't think she's dead either. That that ending scene and Ragnarok was not sufficient enough for me to conclude that Hela is dead. And how could you? She's the goddess of death. Yeah. So how could you kill something that's technically already dead? Mm-hmm. True. So yeah, and Hela. Will be, yeah, I would, I would love more stories with her. Uh, maybe not like a solo movie. But maybe more stories. But as we're thinking about that, I would love to see Marvel literally do all female, or all women. I don't want to say female, but all uh, women, all all the heroines in something. They could be fighting her, but something where we do have some of the heroines in there. You know, Okoye and Valkyrie and even Black Widow. You know, the other characters like they they join together. Misty Knight. You know, mix them all up. Jessica Jones, and have them do something amazing and. I just think that would be neat if they actually started doing that to say, hey, we can take... At this point, I feel like they can just do anything. <laughs> and so this is their chance to be like, hey, let's get the... Because the, the all-women teams, um, some of them have been called A-Force, and then some have been called um, the Fearless Defenders. That's the, the women group. So I think they can do that. I think they can start looking at some of those storylines and getting that stuff together. I also think... We need a story about the actual Valkyrie. Because remember that scene oh, yeah. where the sky broke mm-hmm. and the Valkyrie were taking on Hela? Yeah. I, I want that whole movie. Yeah. Because just off top, that scenery and that imagery was just beautiful. It was. It was better because you think about it, it. I felt like Justice League was trying to do something similar with that when they were fighting um, Stephen Wolf, but it was hard to really for me to get into it because Stephen Wolf is not. As powerful where he's fighting gods. That's why I was sitting there like, you fighting gods, though. So it makes me still wonder, like, what, how, if you're not as powerful as Darkseid, what the hell, can, you know, I'm like, no, no, what's Darkseid going to do? So, Right, know, if they having as much trouble with Steppenwolf. Yeah, I'm like, then, mm. But yeah, I would like to know, speaking of that, jumping on the DC, back at the DCU, I would like to see some of the stories of the Amazons. Um, like what did they like? What battles they went to? Like what was that battle like for them to even get um, when they was in bondage? What happened when they got out? And then what happened in between all that time 
when Diana was a child, all the way up to adult, to even when she left. Like, what happened in all that time? That might be fun if they actually had some real adventures. So, mm-hmm. I would like to see stuff like that. Um, there was, um, uh, on that same topic, in the cartoon of Justice League, there was a uh, a sister that Diana didn't know about. It was a Nubia. Um, I think I talked about this before. Uh, her name was Orisa. Yeah. Or- Orisha. Yeah. And she was um, basically uh, she took the the uh, that whole men are not allowed here to the extreme. Yeah. Where she actually tried to kill all the men on Earth. I would that would be interesting for her to kind of a part of the uh, the DCU. That could actually be, to personally, I think that could be one of the Justice League movies to where we do have that as she's an, an antagonist and how she's created a team or how she got things set up, how she's probably being, how she's either being manipulated by Lex or she's using Lex to, you know, do things with this new Legion of Doom coming up. She's figured out a way to maybe trick them into following her lead. Something to where it might be fun. Um, to see that, you know, they trying to do the sirens, um, by bringing some of the Batman women, uh, Bat women or Bat women within the women within the Batman world. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even say it, um, but you know, I think that might be neat because I, I was fascinated with that when they showed it was like a two parter, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. So that was interesting because she was she because she wasn't really an Amazon. They found her. And then, exactly. and then um, she was raised by them, but she did, took it to the next level. Almost, she was almost like Killmonger, if you think about it. Almost. She was very much, yeah, I think I brought it up on when yeah. we did the review of Black Panther, mm-hmm. because she's only promoting what you all had already sought out. Yeah. So you can't be really mad at her, because you said that men are bad, so if men are already gone, mm-hmm. what's the use of me killing them? Yeah. And she was going by any means necessary to do it. Like, she even, when she was fighting Diana, she was saying she doesn't, I think she said at one point she didn't want to kill her. She didn't want to Right, I was like, you're my sister. Why would I want to kill you? I just want to get rid of all the men. Yeah. So, I'm about to rewatch that, because that was a good, I, mean, I was sitting there like, okay, I see y'all. I, I, yeah, I mean, that that's one of the best episodes, mm-hmm. uh, I thought. Um, it's just like, yeah, I'm just doing what y'all already told me to do. Yeah. So why are we having this? Why are you talking? Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> and I also think they really need to seriously buckle down and do that Justice League Dark, um, with the whole magic thing because they can probably do it if they were smart. They could see Doctor Strange was kind of a mixed review. This could be like we you know. Let's do this version, and because they have characters they can use, they got you know Constantine. They got um. Zarana, they got all these other Doctor Fate, all the people they can use, the demon, and you know uh-huh. you think about the cartoon, how it was so cool when they were fighting Morgan Le Fay, and that witch boy, or her son. Uh, she yes. had a son, but then her son was like, okay, but then there's also Clarion, the witch boy. What was her son's name? Oh, I can't remember. A little, he was with that little blonde a little square. Shithead. Yeah, just <laughs> he like, was a little bad boy. Oh, I was like, oh, but I was like, I was feeling Morgan Le Fay though. They should do that. They should kind of go and really do Justice League Dark. Now that they were working on it, and um, what's his name? The Toro was a part of that. And then I guess they dropped it, but then here come here he come winning Oscars. I'm like, y'all better call that man back for winning Oscars right. for that for um 
for the Pornhub version of of Splash. So y'all need to go ahead and try to get this Goodbye. man back. Good fucking <laughs> He don't want, after he don't want an Oscar, y'all stop. Call him back. And in that way, they could they could uh, introduce uh, Etrigan. Yeah. And you know all the other magic based heroes. Bring back um my husband Kanu uh, as a uh, Constantine. I mean, they can use. Oh, that would be good. They, you know, I'm surprised they haven't really thought about it because I, I actually like Constantine. From what I remember, it wasn't that bad of a movie. No, it wasn't. Like when it comes on now, I still, you know, I will sit down and have it on the background, like I do enough and some other, like soul food, like I have it on the background, but I'm, I'm watching it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, right. yeah, when it comes on, I'm there for it. And you know, Kano can't do no wrong, and so he can. <laughs> He could come back. We'll be happy with it as long as they keep him bisexual. Um, but bring him uh-huh. in, you know, and have another story. He can lead this group. <laughs> I feel like that's what they could do. They can bring him in, do this dark group, leave uh, Suicide Squad well, alone. Be on that that group, if uh, Constantine came back and he had a group of heroes that practice in the dark arts yes. or magic, so would it be him, Etrigan? Zorana. Maybe Doctor uh, Doctor Fate, mm-hmm. Zatanna. Yes, Zatanna. Um, they can find somebody else, but we can <laughs> they can they can bring that in there. They can um, I can't think of that's another character. Um, there's the Phantom Stranger. Um, you know they can bring in somebody. They can have Batman in there for a little bit because he's he's been a part of them too, or you know play with some of the mythical characters like Wonder Woman because her mythical past was Cersei and. All that too, so you can bring those particular characters in there. Um, even maybe if you want to create somebody new, that's fine. You can bring somebody in there too, but just make it fun. Oh, you can bring in Raven because there's yeah. no there's no true ties to this. They can be like, hey, let's have Raven a part of this because you know because she's I love Raven. I love the classic Raven. I'm not. Mm, I struggle with the. The cartoon version, how they've done her, or making her gray looking and whatever. But I, I, well, they could bring in Raven because she is a, uh, a mystical character. Her daddy being the king of demons and all that good stuff. So Trigon. So they could do that. That could be what brings them together too. I mean, technically that's Teen Titans, but it's still bringing her, and she can go into Teen Titans later. And my final one I will throw out there is the Teen Titans actually make them a part of that universe i don't know if i want to make them too young but i want to make them like twilight young you know what I mean? right <laughs> to where they're like i'm i'm 17 18 like that and i'm like okay i can deal with you being 17 18 versus you being 13 so i would like to see that too yeah just some more different stories i'm I don't want them to keep on recycling the same old stories. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, we've talked about it at nauseum, uh, Batman's origin stories. We know that his parents died in the alley and there was the <laughs> pearls and all this jazz. And that was makes him this. And like, we, we know that story. Let's yeah. do something else. Let's, I think they're all, everybody, a, a lot of the studio execs are scared to take a chance on, obscure characters well black panther wasn't that big of a character Mm -hmm. so if you have the right story behind it and the right people playing those characters yeah then you're playing with house money 
That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. All right, y'all. Well, that's what that's our big, you know, big old list of things we would like to see, storylines we would like to see played out. Um, it would be neat to see some of this on the big screen. They can make some of this as the Netflix series, whatever. Hulu, too. Um, just really take the opportunity to give us more. Because, yeah, Nick is right. We don't have to see the same types. We can see the other characters back there. Because think about how Marvel got started. They took, not to say that Iron Man was minor, but he wasn't like a, a character that everybody was checking for. And now look where they are. <laughs> right. So... And as always, you all, you can follow the podcast at Magazine Pod at Twitter. I'm at Porter Brazaz. Victor's at Wonderman 5. You can go to our website, MagazinePod.com. You can follow us on Facebook. We're at Magazine Pod, at Instagram, at The Magazine. You can like, subscribe, comment to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. If you have any questions, send them us to, oh gosh, what's the website? Uh, what page? Uh, <laughs> Megashine. Megashine 6. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. Megashine 6 at gmail.com. And a couple of more weeks, we've been going to Baltimore for the Universal Fan Con. Oh, and man. I'm so excited. I'm a little nervous, but I'm more excited than anything else. Yes, that is coming. That is coming, so look I out for like us. I got my, my fashion, my fashions together. I, we'll see. I'll just leave it at that. We'll see what I'm going to do. I was thinking about like buying some other stuff. I was like, you know what? No, let me let me save that little bit of money. Yes. Because as soon as this is over, I got to get ready for a a charity event, and then I want to buy a new suit. So. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What I what I've learned with cons is when I what I think I'm going to wear, I don't. So I have to be mindful of that because I'll bring a whole bunch of stuff like I'm not even wearing that today. I'm gonna wear this because you. It's just right. some days you're just like, oh my goodness, um, but oh my god, yeah, cons are coming. I gotta get my t-shirt game ready because right after this is Comic Con. Lord, it's coming. All right, everybody. Well, that's it. We got anything else? No, it's almost dinner time and I'm hungry. All right. And I'm going home. So we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Well, I was going to say bye, but okay, now if I just go says bye. Bye. <laughs>